Thank you for tuning in to Belmont Buzz. I'm your host, Joanna Jubilis, the local bee buzzing around town, getting all your local news. Today's guest is often seen around town wearing a suit and tie and a stylish fedora hat. He was elected to the Belmont Select Board almost three years ago. Prior to that, he served on the Warrant Committee, Community Preservation St Act Study Committee, Zoning Board of Appeals, he was on the Underwood Pool Building Committee as well as the Override 2015 Committee. Yes, Override. <laughs> and he is an attorney with his own private firm in Somerville. I want to welcome Adam Dash. Well, thank you for having me, Joanna. Big fan of the show. I'm glad to be on it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I want, I want people to really know who you are, Adam. You... You know, you're more than just a select board member. I mean, that we see you, you know, on, at all the select board meetings. But you have a, a life. You have a family. Can you tell me a little bit about your your family and how long you've lived in Belmont? Sure. sure. We've lived in Belmont for what, 14 years now. Uh, I've got two kids who went through the Belmont Public Schools and graduated the high school. And now uh, one's 24 and graduated college. The other one is 19 and is a sophomore in college. Um, I've been married to my wife since 1993, so I don't know, do the math, 27 years. Okay. Um, and we uh, really enjoy, uh, enjoy Belmont, enjoy the town, and uh, enjoy the service that uh, we're providing at the moment. What is it about Belmont? What, what made you say, I'm going to move to Belmont? That's a good question. Um, because uh, Belmont's a small town next to a large city. It's a unique situation where it really has a lot of open space, and almost a, you can walk outside my door, and I can go hiking into Lone Tree Hill and you could be in the middle of nowhere and then hike right back down to Belmont Center and get some coffee. It's a, it, and then meanwhile take the bus right into Harvard Square. It's an interesting um, location and it's an interesting community. It's very vibrant and um, uh, we really spent three years looking for a place to be and we kept mm -hmm. coming here. We were living in Somerville at the time. We would come here to the toy store with the kids. We would come here to the sporting good, to champion sporting goods. We would come here and we kept coming to Belmont, coming to Belmont at some really? point. It was, we might as well just move here because we seem to be coming here all the time for various things. So that's what we did. Well, tell me this, Adam. 14 years ago, was there the kind of cut-through traffic that we're now dealing with in Belmont? Oh, you know the answer to that is no. Um, I, and I think that's the same in the entire Boston area. Uh, Do you think area. it's all due to Waze and Google Maps, right? That's what they say. And then an increase in population in this whole region in general. Um, more people means more cars and uh, more... More technology means more uh, devious ways to get through uh, our attempts to keep people on the main roads. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've been working on that with commissioning the townwide traffic study that we did uh, to try to find out where this traffic is coming from. And some of it was intuitive and some of it was not. Um, right. And then, you know, the Transportation Advisory Committee worked out a traffic calming policy 
to try know, to great. to try to slow cars down and keep them on the places where the cars should be and out of the places where the cars should not be, like the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But and you know there are a lot of things that we're doing with the community path and such uh, to try to provide alternatives to driving. Um, well, yes, that'll that will be great, and that's what we're part of. What we're going to talk about is mm -hmm. all these things that will be happening in the future. And I, I actually last had you on the show. It was August of 2017. Yeah. It was after you ran for select board against Kai Car Guy Carboni mm -hmm. and won almost three years ago. And now, as I have you back on the show, you are actually running for re-election. I am. For another three <laughs> years. I am. I, we've done a lot. Um, a lot has happened, um, accomplished a lot of the goals I wanted to set out. I set out to accomplish when we first started, but uh, there's still more to do. And a lot of things are in flux, such as the community path, things that are in the middle of the process that I want to see through, and then there's some things I still want to tackle. So, I yeah, know. Um, if the people will have me, I would love to serve another term. Well, how would you describe the current state of affairs in Belmont for someone that's like not familiar with the town? I think the town is incredibly competently run. I think it's very functional. I think we are apolitical. I think we're very fact and data driven. And we and, I, and there's not a lot of ego going on, I think, with the, the select board and with the, the town administrator and the various folks, the school committee and all. I think everyone's being very collaborative. And that has not, as you know, always been the case in town. Um, we've had a lot of turnover in town. We have, in my term of three years, we've had a new town administrator, a new general manager of Belmont Light, mm -hmm, that's uh, a true. new police chief, um, all of which has been to the good. Um, and we've had, in my time, an entirely new select board because the two people I started with are not the two people who are on the board with me currently. So um, we have, we've had three open seats in a row. So we've had a lot of uh, change, uh, and I, that's led to a lot of collaborative work because people have been uh, working together to get common goals, um, and mm -hmm. I think that it would be nice to now have a little more stability moving forward with the group that we have, and continue, with the fun and continue moving forward with Belmont and the things that need to be done. There is so much going on in this small five square mile town. I really can, cannot believe how much is going on with the construction projects that are all happening simultaneously, the high school, the police station, um, DPW, which is almost done. Um, and there will be more. There's more to come. If we get a proposal for a public-private partnership for a new hockey rink that the select board approves and the school committee approves, mm -hmm. then we're going to have that project. We might have a library project. I don't, I don't know. Can Belmont handle all this? Like, <laughs> it just doesn't. It just seems like a lot for one small town. Well, some things, some forces have sort of conspired to bring them about in the timeline they have. For instance, the the high school, middle school project is such because when the state gives you the money, they set you on this timeline, and you have to hit the timeline, right. or you don't get the money. Uh, as far as the uh, the police station and the DPW, those are fairly short term projects. The DPW will be finished very shortly, and the police station was only going to be a year. So those, and those we did within the budget without having to raise yeah. taxes at all, which was tremendous. That um, is tremendous. Because we thought we were going to be spending big money on a police station. It turned out that we didn't have to. I don't know if people realize that. I, 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 I hope people realize that, that the police station, the DPW, was, there was no debt exclusion. There was no increase in to taxes. To remind them, I think. For that. Well, I'm doing that right now. We're, yeah, the, the, those projects were done within the budget very, very cleverly. And those are going to be um, real assets. Those have been long-term needs, mm -hmm. very, particularly the DPW, very long-term needs. The DPW is not a forever fix. Right. But it's, uh, it addresses some of the more 
egregious issues that were down there. Um, the high right. school obviously is the large one, but if you're doing the rink, let's mm -hmm. say some, we're trying to do the rink as a public-private partnership so that the town doesn't have to pay for it. That's another sort of clever way we're trying to right. manage our, our burden here. And um, however, if you're already tearing up the high school site, doing the rink you might as well do on a similar timeline because you're already doing construction in that. Mm -hmm. Well, I, know, I don't know if you can answer this question because you live right near this, the campus, the high school campus and the rink. So I don't know if you can answer this question. But I do know that a lot of residents in that neighborhood are very concerned about how a new rink in addition to the new high school, it's going to affect traffic in that already heavily traveled area. So, I mean, I don't know if, are you concerned? Can you say that or no? Maybe you can't well, answer I mean, that. Well, there's data. I mean, the, um, anything to do with the rink, uh, the public-private partnership will have to be vetted for all sorts of things. Uh, it'll have to go through the planning board and it'll have to be vetted for traffic and any other impacts that there may be. Um, and then of course the high school traffic working group mm -hmm. is working on the high school middle school yes. issues. So that's Did they come up with a solution for that yet? To Because Golden Street I know at certain times a day I've been on Golden Street and it is a parking lot. You know, cars from top to bottom and they're not even local people. They're cutting through. I've, I've seen that. I've witnessed it. So do they have a solution for that yet? Uh, nothing has come to, uh, <laughs> to my attention at this point, but I know that it's being worked on. I should also note that, that, that the traffic in, that, in our neighborhood where I live has uh, actually been like that since before the project. Even before the project, so. I know. Well, that's why people are, are so worried. So I do hope that, you know, I, I know we have a very capable transportation advisory committee that, that I know. And, and now the high school traffic working group. So I think, I think hopefully they can, you know, ma make it so that it doesn't get worse. <laughs> that's, I think that's what everybody's well, concerned. Nobody wants, to, nobody wants to make anything worse, for no. sure. Um, now, if you do get reelected, what do you hope to accomplish? What, is, what would you say are your major goals? What's at the top of your list, like your top three major goals that you would want to accomplish in those three years? Well, we have a lot of things that are in flux. It's the, all the construction you talked about that needs to be seen through. Uh, the community path, um, when it, we've, while that's in design phase for phases 1A and 1B, which, are the, which is the tunnel under the tracks at the high school at Alexander Avenue, and then the piece from Brighton Street at Cambridge over to the Clark Street Bridge, we haven't gotten to the design piece yet of phase two, which is Clark Street Bridge through Waverly Square okay. into Waltham. Mm -hmm. And obviously you can't have just half a path. So that, mm -hmm. that seeing the entire path through, not just the design phase, but actually the construction phase of 1A and 1B, and then the design and construction of phase two is something I definitely want to make sure happens and we see through. Because that not only addresses health and climate change issues, but it also addresses right. the traffic issues and can also be a... Um, benefit to the centers like Waverly Square and Belmont Center by having people um, have other ways to get to it. Great way to get to the high school with that Alexander Avenue right. underpass. Right, so the people in the Winbrook area do not have to walk all the way around either through or drive. the center or drive, which is what happens because some people have to drive because it's actually quite far if you have to go all the way around um, to, uh, to Brighton Street or all the way around under the bridge of Belmont or Center. Or they cut over the tracks now, which is not Which safe. is a huge safety problem. The kids do um, climb over the tracks, and we do not want any tragedies. So no. getting that tunnel through is a, is a high priority. When do you that think that will happen? That is all um, in design phase right now. And I know that the, uh, the engineering group that the Community Path Project Committee has hired is working towards uh, getting mm -hmm. those designs completed. And then, obviously, it's a big 
conversation with the Department of Transportation and the MBTA because they operate the railroad. So you can't just dig a hole under their tracks without them being involved. Sounds so like a, this is a long way away. Maybe it won't happen. Will it, will it happen before the high school project is completed, you think? Uh, that would be my hope, but yeah. I, I, the timeline, I think, at this point, until we see what the actual design is, and there's public process, obviously, involved with all of this, with the neighbors and all that, until we see what that is, it's really hard to put a timeline on it. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we're doing the 10-year uh, strategic plan, the next 10-year strategic plan for the town right now. Uh, we just kicked that off um, well, that's late, great. late last year. What, what uh, does that mean? What is that? Uh, well, we did a plan, a 10-year plan, 10 years ago in 2010 through 2020. Did we accomplish anything in that plan? <laughs> we accomplished most of the things in that plan, which is actually Good. the shocking part of it. If you go back and look at it, that's great. Um, getting a lot of these construction projects done and uh, tackling some of the issues we've tackled actually were on the plan. Um, but we need to obviously recalibrate it because back then traffic wasn't what it is today. Climate right. change and resiliency as topics were not as strong as they are today. Uh, so right now we're doing an, the next 10-year plan, and that process has been kicked off. Uh, Vision 21 Implementation Committee, the Planning Board, and others have been very um, starting to working on that. We want to get that done by the end of 2020. Okay. Well, that's good. So we want to definitely... That's a big, that's a big goal. We definitely want to see that through. And, um, you know, those are some of the larger issues. I still want to continue looking at the zoning bylaw. We've made some changes to the zoning mm -hmm. to try to clamp down on some overdevelopment in residential neighborhoods. And, oh. the, and the McMansionization that, that, that has the town meeting has passed in the various residents. That's, that's going to fall under under select board, not planning board. Well, I think it's a, definitely the planning board is the one uh, is the group that will be putting it forward. But I certainly, as a, an attorney who handles a lot of zoning matters, have mm -hmm. um, an interest in seeing uh, if we can update things. And so you're saying tweaked. that mansionization is still a problem. I think, it, we've, I think we've tackled that problem in the resident zones through the mm -hmm. zoning changes that have been made. Mm -hmm. um, but there are other issues that you know, we need to update, I think, in the zoning. Okay. Speaking of zoning, we are zoned for two retail marijuana stores on South Pleasant Street. That's right. And there's already been how many letters of intent? Um, at least two, right? Uh, we've discussed two letters of intent. There are no applications as of yet. But it's basically giving you a heads up that we will we want to file an application with your town. That's that what they are thinking are. of applying. Yeah, yes. right. So that's pretty that's pretty good, don't you think? That two, there's two prospects already. I don't know um, how people feel about marijuana coming to Belmont. It, I mean, there's no doubt it is coming. I think the location is is definitely not. Um, anything to be concerned about, in my opinion? I don't know. what it, I mean, it's people might be concerned about additional traffic in that area. Again, traffic. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's anything to be concerned about as far as being too close to homes or schools. Um, right. Well, we, as you know, town meeting passed the zoning to allow for up to two mm -hmm. um, marijuana facilities to be on South Pleasant Street, um, not over by the high school on Brighton Street. So that that's yes. off the table. So these two are applying to be over in that stretch of commercial uh, play, uh, buildings along the train tracks on uh, South Pleasant Street. Um, I, I don't know whether it's good or bad. I guess it, it's a controversial issue, I, I am aware. Uh, certainly we could use the tax revenue. Mm -hmm. And uh, whatever we do, we we're very conscious of um, traffic and other externalities. Uh, that could be controlled through people having to make appointments. Right, I heard uh, that. Um, I know some towns have done that so that there's not a rush on the store. Um, 
Uh, I think also the novelty of it will wear off over time. I mean, obviously when the very first stores opened up, it was a new thing and everybody rushed there. I think over time it'll become less uh, More like a liquor store and not a marijuana store? Yeah, well, that's, that's the goal, <laughs> of course. Uh, the state regulates these things, um, and we have to do a community host agreement with whoever the applicants are yes. to determine you know, what Belmont gets out of it within the, the legal requirements, of course. Belmont does have a reputation of not being business friendly. And we've been working on that. One of the things I did when I first ran was that I wanted to address that issue, and what we did is we created the Business Study Committee made up of business owners from around town to find ways to make Belmont um, more business friendly. And that was a temporary committee to work for a year, it was originally six months, turned into a year, to come up with a study. And then our, our town administrator was able to get us a state grant to um, hire somebody to help them with that work and do survey work. And so they came back with a very large report full of recommendations, and then they dissolved. And what we have done since then is we've created this Economic Development Committee, which is then going to, imp which was one has of the recommendations. Been, has it been created? Uh, Monday night on uh, okay. February 3rd, okay. we are going to be talking about making those first those appointments. appointments. The applications okay. That's great. are currently coming in, That's and we are great. going to be making those appointments. And that having that committee is one of the recommendations out of the study committee. Yeah. And then the idea is to implement some of the other recommendations to make Belmont more business friendly, to foster communication between the town and the business community. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's definitely a win-win there. We, right. we, we want stores to be here. And there's a lot of opportunities for stores to come because the Bradford development in Cushing yep. Square has a lot of retail space. There's a new development in Waverly Square that also has retail space. And now even the loading dock is for sale, $2.5 million for that property off of Brighton Street. So there's a lot of opportunities for business to come to Belmont, and that doesn't that mean more tax revenue for Belmont. Sure, and more services and choice for the, the residents. Um, what do you, what would you like to see? <laughs> do you have any, any uh, requests? Well, bringing an office in R&D is always good, obviously not for storefronts, but you'd want to activate the storefronts with, uh, you know, cafes, restaurants, retail stores, um, or even unique new ideas that I, I haven't come up with. Uh, there are, there are all sorts of interesting um, things that could be done in some of those storefronts um, and not always what you would traditionally think yes. of. Yes. So um, we're happy to see what comes in. We're very excited. I mean, people, you know, food stores, grocery stores, um, any kind of Restaurant. sundry stores, restaurants, all of that would be to the good. I mean, you know, Belmont gets, uh, you know, meals tax revenue and Belmont gets uh, other revenues from those stores being active and then all the people in the town get services and things they can walk to instead of having to drive to. It's a win-win. And I expect when the Bradford is completed, and it's been a very long time. It but has, it, three years yeah, so when far. It's, when it's completed, I think that's going to be a gem uh, with uh, a lot do you of think? People. Do you think it will help? The, the businesses in Cushing Square have been suffering. There's no doubt about that. Do you think once that's open and other businesses come, or people, and even people moving in, do you think that will help? I do. I mean, I've been working closely with the business folks over there and with the residents to try to deal with the externalities of the construction and the disruption over there um, and working with uh, Toll Brothers and such. It's a, it's a lot to go through, and it's gone on, honestly. It, happened, it started before I got elected, and it's still going on, unfortunately. But they are getting down to the, the end there. The buildings are looking good, and when we have people living there and the construction equipment gone and you've got all the businesses have new customers who are living right there, I think that's got a lot of um, possibility to really elevate Cushing Square, which, um, you know, over the years has not had the uh, had the 
the attention that something like Belmont Center has had, and, and, and they don't have the train station like Waverly Square has. Um, but Cushing Square, I think, will be will be better for it when this is all said and done. Unfortunately, the um, construction is always uh, something. Parking is a major see. issue over there. Do you yeah. think parking will be better once that garage is open? Sure, because as you know, the the, uh, the public parking lot that was on the surface is going to be now relocated under the building, and part of that underground parking will be Belmont public parking. So there will be public parking um, for people to come and visit the stores. The problem, of course, is right now that the we have neither. We don't have the surface lot because there's now buildings sitting on it. We don't have the underground parking because it's not done yet. So it's important to get that underground parking open, and, and they're working on that uh, issue. And when that's done, then you know there'll be the parking that there was before. Should we be concerned about that noise, guys? I, I know we could possibly edit this out, so there's a little noise. AC. I, I don't want to like. This, all, this can all be edited out, but I didn't know if we should be concerned. As can you, like, pause this or something? So I don't want to screw up the whole show, but I don't know if that could mess up our sound a little bit. It's really loud. But I don't know. Maybe Jeremy thinks it's okay. Um, so we le left off with business. Now I'm going to lead into the override. If you don't think it's an issue, we'll keep going. That's really loud. All right, we'll start again. We're starting again. I know where we left off, so. It doesn't feel warm in here. I can't believe that's heat. <laughs> I think we're moving right along here. Oh, thank goodness. That was loud. All right. All right. So I'm going to ask you what you think the biggest problem will be for the select board to deal with this year, and that's when you're going to talk about the budget. So we left off talking about businesses. Businesses. I'm sorry, guys. Do you have to go back to work after this? All right, we're good. You can start. Well, it's very exciting that we're getting all these, all these potential new businesses, and, and I hope it helps those businesses in Cushing Square and revives the, the area. It's one of my favorite parts of, of town. And now I want to talk about what you think the biggest problem the select board will be facing in this new year 2020? Uh, clearly they, the issue would be the budget. Um, as you know we had the override in 2015 which we thought we could get to three or four years. We've stretched it all the way to now which okay. is way longer than we thought we did. I mean I've gone the entire term of three years without having to have an override which at the time when I first got elected in 2017 we weren't sure if that was even possible. However, it was never meant for that override to be forever. Right. And um, what we've been doing is not has been using this time to try to look at some of our structural issues as to why we get ourselves into this situation, which is not unique to Belmont, by the mm -hmm. way. Other towns you know, are in the same boat. Well, when you say structural, what do you mean? Well, the reason why, you know, why do we need to have an override okay. at, from time to time? Um, and most of the answer is basically because we're restricted by Proposition 2.5 to 2.5% right. growth and increase 
and a lot of things in town increase more than two and a half percent, as you probably see in, in your personal life, that costs go up yes. more than that, and yet we're restricted. So the only way to get more in tax revenue to cover that or would be to either get an override or cut services. So we have, okay. you know, and we've had a long time in town of cutting services and cutting, 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 and the time, I know. and it's tough to, and we've, and with the override in 2015, we were able to restore things back to the schools and the roads and the sidewalks as the override was, was voted to do. However, um, we don't want to go back to where we were. So what we did is we've okay. got the financial task force two. Uh, there was a financial task force before the 2015 override. There's a financial task force two, which we appointed to yes. um, study all of this. Okay. And they're working now, and they would be bringing us what they feel an override figure would look like really? for the fall of 2020 for the November election in 2020. We okay. don't have that yet. Um, and then we will discuss that and determine what it is we want to do. I think it's important for people to know that what they would get with and without an override so that they can make an informed decision. Because I agree. obviously I there agree. will be repercussions if we need an override and there one well, does not pass. As a Belmont resident, I can honestly tell you that people are concerned about them. They, they just got their property tax bills yep. and they were like, sticker shock, oh my God. Um, because, you know, obviously you're paying now for that part of the high school. Right. And that's only going to go up even more. So I, I can honestly say, I, I really, in my, my current opinion, and I think it's okay for me to say my opinion once in a while, is that... I think it's going to be very hard to pass an override unless you really explain to people what would be cut if it doesn't pass. Because Absolutely. people are getting so frustrated, especially the elderly community. And mm -hmm. I know you're very passionate about the elderly community. Absolutely. Um, how can we make this a town that doesn't drive residents to have to move out of town? Yeah, that's the last thing that we want to do, clearly. Um, it's... I got my tax bill too. I mean, I'm in the same boat as everybody else. It's a it's a tough situation, as you know. I mean, the vast majority of people voted in favor of the high school project, and that is that's true a main driver of the uh, current tax increase because this is the first time people have actually seen that money on the tax bill. Um, the rest of it has to do with uh, an increase in the assessments of the houses, and that's again not unique to Belmont. That the entire region, the values of everybody's houses has gone up. We did drop the tax rate to eleven dollars yes. per thousand. That is something we that the select board voted um, with, yes. upon the recommendation of the uh, board of assessors. So we could do we could do that, and we did do that. But we can't, you know, change the market as to what houses are worth. If people feel that their house is improperly assessed, they should certainly file for an abatement by the February third deadline. And I know that the Board of Assessors has put that out there and the Warrant Committee has put that out there and it's been in the Citizen Herald and, and we've been trying to get the word out. File for an abatement. Mm -hmm. And um, if there's yeah. a mistake that's made in your assessment, I'm sure the Board of Assessors will correct it. As far as the seniors right. go, we've also, I pushed um, and town meeting approved two changes to help seniors with the tax burden. One was to reduce the interest rate on the senior tax deferral program. And if seniors right. qualify, that they can defer their taxes until they either sell the house or pass away. And the interest rate on that was very high, 8%, and we cut that down mm -hmm. to make it more reasonable and palatable, and people should feel free to apply to that program at the Board of Assessors. The other thing they is should. we increase the amount that seniors who qualify can work for the town and volunteer their time. Yes, and, I heard um, about that. And work off some I of their tax it. money by volunteering. And that's a win-win because the town gets... The, senior, the benefit of the seniors' work and volunteer work for the town, and then the seniors can work off part of their tax bill. So we've been, and we increased that amount. So we've been trying 
in, in, within the law that we can to try to um, make changes so that this doesn't negatively impact seniors any more than it has to. But I, I fully understand the situation. And honestly, an override is a community decision. It is not a select board decision. It is not my decision. We will get the data. We when, will when will this be on the ballot? Well, the idea would be for November of the presidential election. We, okay. wouldn't, we wouldn't want to have a special election and pay so for So November 2020. 20, because we need year. to know what we're doing for the, next, the following year's budget. So we've, got, we've taken the 2015 override through till June, uh, and then the question is what happens after that? After June of 2021, what happens after that? And that is where the override in November of 2020 comes into play, and we'll either have to make cuts or we won't based on what the community decides. It's a, again, it's a community decision. It's not my decision, and if people feel that that is too much, then they feel that is too much. If people want to make sure they don't have cuts in services, and we'll tell, be very clear as to what that would be so everyone is fully informed, um, we'll just have to see how it plays out. But that is, you're asking, the biggest challenge in 2020, that clearly is it. The Financial Task Force 2 is working on it. They'll come back with their, with their reasons and their rationale, and we will go through it in public session, and we'll figure it out. Well, I look forward to covering all of that. And I think... I mean, it's a great town to live in. People want to stay. They don't want to leave. They're here all their lives. They don't want to leave. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, if you do put your house on the market, it's good to know it will sell. It will sell quickly, and it will probably sell for over ask, right? <laughs> well, I mean, for we hear from the Board of Assessors, it's just a lot of very low inventory of houses on the market, and I take that to mean that people want to stay they here. They want to stay. And that's, a good, stay. and that's a good thing. We want people to stay here. We... We're not trying to, no one's trying to drive anybody out, but you know, running a town costs money and the things that we do well cost money. We have a stellar school system. We have uh, really, we have new uh, projects that are going forward. We have uh, a lot of things that There's are going, going on. There's a lot going on in this town. There's, There's a lot no going doubt on. About yeah, it. we're definitely uh, on the move and I think that other communities have noticed that Belmont is doing things. I've had people tell us, oh, how did you get that other select board members from other towns? How did you get that? high school through. How do you do this? How do you do that? Really? And, um, and why do you have these meetings? And whenever you have a meeting, a ton of the public shows up because we have meetings and no one ever comes. And it's because Belmont people care. And what other involved. towns have said that? I'm oh, curious. I'm not out of the other towns. <laughs> by well, the, the, you recently, we recently celebrated Chinese New Year in Belmont. Yes, we have we did. Um, some photos of you at Chinese New Year. I mean, I just, I cannot get over the amount of uh, Chinese that have moved to Belmont, the Asian community, and how it's grown. Have you noticed that it has grown? Um, I believe it has grown. It's fantastic. Uh, we're glad to have people come to Belmont, and the more diversity, the better. They, we've been seeing a lot of um, very skilled uh, people coming in and they've been volunteering their services. A lot of newcomers of all backgrounds. It is um, good to see in, that in town committees. And we've you have appointed lot. quite a few to town committees. That's, and that's something good that to I see. that I really wanted to do when I first got elected was to diversify the committees and make sure people were being put on them based on merit and their skill set, not based on who they know or what they had done in the past. We wanted to get the best and the brightest people for the subject matter, and I think we've been doing that. And that's why I drafted those new rules for the. Um, committee appointments so that we make sure we cast a wider net and analyze them in a apolitical fashion, which is what we've been doing. We've been getting inundated with applications for whenever we have committee appointments. That's so great to see. It is great to see. People in Belmont care. It's always sad to say no to people because we have five people vying for one position. It's always sad to say no to good people, but um, it's great to have that um, really qualified pool to choose from. 
Well, I'm so glad you came on the show. I have to wrap it up. I went fast. It did. It always <laughs> goes fast. But it was so great having you on, and I really well, wish you luck with the upcoming election. Well, thank you, Joanna. It was a pleasure to be here. You know, and we'll definitely have you on the show again should you get reelected. Re Anytime. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Belmont Buzz. Once again, I'm Joanna Jewelis, the local Belmont Bee, buzzing around town, getting your news. And I'm going to buzz off now. <laughs>